0: Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of Young Hollywood Actors and the upcoming Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And today my guests on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast are award-winning casting directors Amber Horn and Danielle Ofiero of Ofiero Horn Casting. Ofiero Horn has cast many shows and films, including The 100, The Babysitter's Club, 13 Reasons Why, On My Block, The OA, Andy Mack, Walk the Prank, Nikki, Ricky, Dickie, and Dawn, Awkward, Sound of My Voice, and Five Points, among many others. Amber and Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you for joining me from Alaska on a boat and from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the gifts of the uh, pandemic is we can talk to each other from anywhere now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, internet. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Thank you, internet. Um, how did each of you guys get started in casting? Did you always know you wanted to do this, either of you?
1: Dan, you, you, <laughs>
2: <Okay. laughs>
1: you go first. Okay. go first. We do. We get asked this question a lot, so we love it. We laugh, <laughs> taking turns. I, um, we could tell each other's love- story if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. How did that Danielle get funny. started? I, I wonder if we could tell each other's story. I'll try to tell Danielle's story.
2: Try it, try it. I could tell you a story for sure.
1: Okay, you tell my story first, Danielle. Okay,
2: so Amber went to film school at SMU. And um, she always she always paid attention to casting because when she was a kid, she would watch Full House and pay attention to like the day players. Um And, and always wonder how they got there and how they were chosen. And then when she went to film school, they were doing a film project and everyone in her group voted her to be the producer, but she really wanted to be the casting director. So she kind of like, kind of handled the casting anyway. And then, uh, and then always had like a little bit of a love for it and, and then came to LA, worked for a management production company in uh, development. And realized she didn't really like it, thought she was going to go back to law school, took the L set and, uh, and then, uh, and then her family's house burned down, <laughs> blew up and burned down back in Texas. So it was around Christmas, Christmas Eve, I think it was 2001, uh, 2002 and, no, 2001, uh, 2001 and, um, cause right after 9-11, so with like 9-11 and then the house blowing up. Kind of Don't forget
1: this, the like, Olympics come- happened in 2002. Oh, wait, after. that's it was how kind of
2: coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: so between the house blowing up and 9-11, she was thinking, what am I doing with my life? And her family was living in a hotel. And, and she thought, if we're going to be living in a hotel for a little while while we figure out this house thing, we should go live in a hotel in Salt Lake because that's where the Olympics are. So she convinced her family to go live in a hotel and go to the Olympics. That's a whole other chain of events, um, and then uh, she w- and then at one point her family stayed with this other with another family who knows somebody um, that works for Bruckheimer Television, and she was telling them how much she had this love for casting, and that person called um, a couple of casting directors that were on a series for them and said, "You need to meet this this person I met for to to potentially work as an assistant for you." And then when Amber got back to LA, she interviewed uh, with Barbara Fiorentino and Rebecca Mandry and Wendy Weidman to work on Cold Case, was it?
1: It no. was the pilot was, for American Crime, okay. which was, was um, called. The pilot was called American Crime. I forget what the show ended up being called. We didn't do the series. Okay. Gosh. And then they they hired her and 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 loved
2: her and and kept her as long as they could.
1: That's I great. Can an a plus. A plus for repeating so many parts of that story. You hit the highlights. You definitely hit the highlights of how I got started. Danielle got started in New York. She was interning at a well. She worked at Bloomingdale's for a little bit, right? And she was interning at like National Geographic. Is that right? A and and
2: History Channel.
1: A and History Channel. No, I was Close I was enough. working full time there. I was uh, I was working in ad sales. Okay, ad sales. And she turned to the person next to her and she was like, I don't really like my job. She turned to the person next to her and they're like, well, if you don't like your job, do something about it. Change something now. So she applied for um, something and she ends up getting a casting internship, right? Through Mm -hmm. a guy, Jeff, who we work with a lot now, not Jeff. What's his name? (laughs) Danny. Danny. Uh, We work with this guy, Danny, a lot, who produces movies, oddly enough, now. She ended up getting to work as um, an intern in casting, and they did everything. They did commercials. They did print. They did film. They did TV. They did everything. Um, And then when she started sending her resumes to LA at one point, she started going through a casting book, and she sent her resumes to a bunch of people. Like, How many people would you say? Everyone.
2: Everyone listed in the directory. I called and asked if they needed uh, an assistant or just said I just moved from New York and I had experience. I called everybody in the directory. So like
1: hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. And okay, two so that's people, important. Yeah, yes. and only two people responded to her. Wow. One lady who she ended up working for and actually ended up taking her job at The Bachelor years later when she went back and looked at her notes years later. And the second person was me, that's randomly. amazing. But we But we didn't meet then at that point. This wasn't until years later, did she go back and look at her notes. Um, she ended up coming out to LA. She worked in reality casting. <laughs> she ended up working um, for a very tough casting director. And um, and that's how we ended up meeting is because she um, w- ended up getting a job working for the casting company I was at. And then it was love at first sight when Danielle and I met basically. <laughs> I always knew she was smart and funny and we wanted to work together. So when the opportunity came, Danielle went to go interview. Um, she's on a really cool project, Carmen Cuba. Um, she was working for Carmen at the time and she was supposed to go to New York and cast um, the New York casting for The Sitter. And then the movie went away um, and Carmen gave her the opportunity to go meet on a really cool uh, movie that Danielle and I ended up casting. And Danielle reached out to me and said, hey, do you wanna cast this movie with me? And the two of us ended up casting it. That movie went to Sundance that year and did really well. And um, yeah, that was our first movie together. So that's that's kind of the how we got started and how we met combined.
0: All of the same thing. Well, and your and your partners now. You you own your own company together. For yeah, 10 over years. ten years. Well, you've yeah, cast some incredible years. things in that time. You know, really amazing stuff. I mean. I I try and have these these conversations be as evergreen as possible, and I try not to talk about, you know, specific projects that can date it so that three years, four years later, we're like, well, oh, yeah, right, I remember that. But I have to tell you, On My Block is one of my favorite shows of all time. And that you guys cast that is, like, so cool. I was like, oh, my gosh, they cast On My Block. And, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, but, you know, Jessica Marie Garcia, one of my favorite people on the planet, Amazing. She has the
2: special sauce. That show is special sauce. And we've been working with Lauren Unerick for a while. She's the creator, and um, and she just has this way of combining humor and heart that uh, I very rarely see otherwise. And and we just love. She she has amazing taste. She loves people. We bring her, um, and and she trusts us. And it's it's amazing um, symbiotic experience. It's a good collaboration that we have.
1: Yeah, her first audition when she came in, I was reading with her and Ron was sitting behind the camera and we were giggling so hard. We were laughing so hard. We just knew she was the one.
0: Jessica. A couple of
1: times. Oh Yeah, we did it a couple of times and I remember sending the email to Lauren being like, we found the girl. We don't need to look any further. Like, she's it. No one will be funnier. This is it. It was so good.
2: She's, she's just hilarious. She's really special. And she's an amazing example. She's an amazing example of... um and maybe this will come up later but a lot of people ask about multicam versus single cam and performance and Jessica's performance as Jasmine in that show it's so big but because Jessica feels it truly at at the heart of it she makes it so grounded and and it makes you understand that those big big characters are actually out there in real life and it's and it's not just playing it up it's not just a character like those people are exist and they're out there and they're a blast and she really and it comes from somewhere comes from somewhere inside and she embodies that like like no one else I've seen doing that kind of a character
0: well that is something I wanted to cover and let's just jump to it directly so so you're talking about you know the, the distinction between how you might approach you know a comedic role versus a say more dramatic role and you're saying that she kind of brings them together.
2: Well, she makes it real. It's, yeah. it's the, the the most important thing in comedy is making it feel real. Because yeah. otherwise, it's not funny. Otherwise, it's just a character. Um, so it, you know, it's it's making sure the actor gets it and and can truly feel it inside.
0: Yeah, and and when when you talk about multicam and single cam, that's kind of shorthand for certain styles you know multicam is sort of what we think of as a sitcom setup you know where there's maybe even it sounds like a laugh track possibly and there's a certain style sometimes involved with that but the single cam is the sort of on on location you know maybe more dramatic thing on my block is certainly single cam but yeah if you were in an audition room how do you how do you make something grounded and real that's comedic how do you do that for a young actor listening and just starting to audition like any advice for somebody in that department?
1: Yeah, just being sincere. If you believe it, we're going to believe it. Um, It's uh, when you watch yourself back, if you watch yourself back and you believe your performance and we'll believe it. So sincerity. Um, I love what Danielle told. Actually, we were doing a podcast for Anthony Mindell, who we were talking (sighs) about earlier. Is like one of our favorite um, teachers, acting teachers, audition teachers, directors. And um, we were doing a podcast for him uh, a couple months ago. And Danielle was like, be truth seekers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a very Anthony Mendel thing to say. <laughs> yeah, Danielle said it and I love it. And so many people started sending me messages after being like, I love that, being a truth seeker. And that isn't like you're even in comedy or drama multicam or single cam, like as long as you're seeking your truth, it's your truth. Because if you're being believable and it's your truth, then we're gonna believe it. The second you're phony and it's not believable, then it takes us out of it.
0: Hi. With the entertainment industry changing every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of stability and inspiration in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 100 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking if Hometown to Hollywood has been a friend to you, if it's helped, educated and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only five dollars a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you have come to depend on for honest and insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in 10 bucks a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support help supplement the people who can only give five a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over a hundred past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers will get the full episodes delivered to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you.